Today, we're going to be talking about the psychology of relationships, specifically what both men and women want out of relationships, how to attract the man or woman that you want, and how to make a relationship last. So let's get into it. Hey, play my music, man. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to another episode. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for joining me. Now, today, we're talking about the psychology of relationships. Now, February is the season of love, right? Valentine's Day is next week, so we're going to be talking about relationships. And let me know if you want me to do a series on this. I'm thinking about, you know, just doing February all relationship stuff, but I did find myself, you know, cutting back on the information in this one, and I felt like I could talk about this for a lot longer. But let me know if you want more, and uh, send me some questions if you really want me to, you know, dive into a specific aspect. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get into it. Now, let's start with what men and women want out of a relationship. It's important to show, or it's important to distinguish that studies show that, you know, obviously, if you're looking for a relationship versus a hookup, uh, the criteria for what you're after is going to be different. Typically, what people want out of a hookup is not the same thing as what they want out of a relationship. Now, throughout this episode, I'm just going to disclaim this from the beginning. I'm going to be, make gen- be making generalizations. This isn't a one size fits all, uh, but I don't want to have to disclaim it every single time that I'm like, this is not everybody, but <laughs> um, this is what the data on you know many relationships shows both across you know the united states and across different cultures uh this video was created using multiple sources some peer reviewed sources so if you take offense to anything i say in this video you're mad at the data you're not mad at me so (laughs) let's get it so here's the thing is typically when we're talking about men of course naturally you think oh they're going to want the hottest girl in the room uh, but as far as a relationship goes, that's not always the case. And in fact, a lot of people have said that they don't want the um, hottest girl in the room per se, because not only are they going to always have eyes on them, but they don't know if they have the confidence to keep it. Even if that woman is not doing anything outwardly offensive, like her eyes aren't wandering, yada, yada. And typically this is very similar in women as well. As a generalization, women don't tend to uh, base their decisions as strongly on uh, looks as men typically do. And I think this is why you see the phenomenon as you know, as crazy as dad bod, I guess, that women find, you know, dad bod attractive because it's bringing down that pressure per se. The reason the dad bod thing was a fad was because they don't want somebody who is so not only obsessed with their own body, but uh, somebody who is going to essentially out-compete them for attractiveness and make them feel bad about themselves. Yeah, yeah, okay. So if you feel like you're not the most attractive person in the room, do not worry, there's hope. <laughs> there's somebody out there for you. And in fact, what women actually tend to want out of a man is actually kindness and this is across cultures this is this is over multiple cultures and over multiple time periods that kindness to them specifically i want to make that distinction kindness to them specifically is what sets men apart from the ones that they don't want and if you want to add a another layer to this the people that they tend to go after are the people who are highly sought after but choose to be particularly kind to them in general it's like the kind of selection process that is attractive to women too. And honestly, online, there tends to be this notion that women just want money or they just want uh, you know, a dude who can take care of them and they can be a stay-at-home mom or whatever. Uh, but not only is that pretty stereotypical, but it's not actually the majority, statistically speaking. Kindness is what has drawn women to stay with men and to develop relationships with men. And this feels like a no-brainer to me, but obviously they would rather have somebody that they can develop a genuine bond with than somebody who's going to be rich but treat them like garbage. Statistically speaking, it's more about safety and kindness than anything else. Now, men, on the other hand, seem to be more drawn to loyalty and intimacy. They want a woman who they can not only trust and who's going to be faithful to them, but I think they want somebody who they can be soft with. And what I mean by that is, you know, with all the kind of toxic masculinity, especially circulating nowadays, 
you see that, you know, more men actually desire to have that kind of intimacy with somebody, that kind of soft side, the the letting down of the barriers per se. It's actually brutal to be that intensely masculine all the time, to, you know, kind of repress those feelings and, you know, repress a lot of things that and are part of the natural experience of being a human. You have people like, you know, Sneeko and Andrew Tate, you know, blasting out this notion that you have to be super masculine all the time, that you can never show any weakness and that, you know, you can never let your guard down because they can break your heart at any moment and leave you high and dry. And I just think that's pretty silly, to be honest, and not really practical in real life. But also it develops a bit of a, you know, misogynistic opinion of women when most women are not even that way, per se. But being able to be intimate and be soft at times and be, you know, caring for somebody else is one of the more fulfilling experiences that you can have as a human. That's why I think so many people seek relationships is that intimacy, that level of comfort and closeness that you can get with somebody. But in general, women want that kindness and that safety and men want that loyalty and that intimacy now you can choose to believe me or you know anybody else you see on any of these social media apps but know that my information is coming from the data the statistics the scientific side whereas self-proclaimed Andrew Tate stuff comes from anecdotes and experience but look where that experience has got him now but honestly that should be pretty reassuring for a lot of people out there that you know kindness is the thing kindness and loyalty and stuff like that is what really makes relationships last because that's something that you have control over. You can change if you want to. You can choose to be kind or not kind. You can choose to be loyal or not loyal. You can choose to be intimate or not intimate. And that is a, and that is regardless of the way that you look. And again, this isn't one size fits all. Just because you're nice to somebody doesn't mean that, you know, you're instantly going to get all the ladies or the guys. I was listening to this Andrew Huberman podcast. Definitely recommend if you haven't listened to it yet, especially for all my science nerds out there. But he's talking about the prefrontal cortex being your rule setting area right and the thing is that you have control over the rules that you set that define your behavior right so we see that if if 20 people go on like a retreat or they go off by themselves for an extended period of time the attractive level of each person will be by comparison to the other nine people that are there whereas if you're you know in a big city like minneapolis represent then of course that will shift the the average hotness of the person that you're comparing your person to if that makes sense but this goes beyond just you know comparing you know, one person to another person, it also goes in the category of what you find attractive. So say there is a girl or there's a guy that has, that has programmed their prefrontal cortex to, you know, find certain traits attractive, right? So say that somebody out there, you know, has, you know, programmed their frontal cortex for kindness, we'll say, because that's the one that we've been talking about. You will find that the people that regardless of what they look like, because they're not programmed for, you know, physical attractiveness, they're programmed for what they genuinely like, which is that kindness. And they will find that the most attractive in the same way that perhaps you think, you know, you know, physicality is attractive or, you know, trust is attractive or honesty is attractive, et cetera. And you can see that, and you can see this in, you know, relationships where the physical attractiveness seems to be very, very at different ends. You know, you maybe have a hot person with a not so attractive person physically, you know, talking very shallow, but, but where money is not a factor, you know, stereotypically they talk about, you know, somebody with money having, you know, a super hot chick or whatever. But outside of those kind of stereotypical examples, you do find sometimes that you'll find somebody who's really attractive with somebody who seems not very attractive, but they're providing something of value to the person that they're attracted to. And perhaps they check the boxes that were outside of the physical that that person valued in the psychological, if that makes sense. Expanding upon that, no matter the physical attraction level, time seems to be another factor that plays into 
the strength of a relationship. You know, after a certain amount of time, stuff becomes just familiar and habitual. Uh, maybe this is just me, but I personally have gotten much closer to my girlfriend over time and she's become more attractive to me over time as well. Not that I wasn't attracted to her before, but I think being around her as much as I have been has conditioned me to, you know, have basically her assets as my rules, my rules in my frontal cortex. That's what I find attractive is her. And admittedly, it does make other girls less attractive because they're not her. But there are some people who are the opposite of this, where they get kind of restless in relationships. You know, they, they only stay in relationships for short periods of time. And personally, this is not the data speaking. This is me speaking. I think personally, it's a sign of immaturity. But for whatever reason, maybe they didn't get it out when they were young. Maybe they started in high, started dating in high school and then, you know, they now are wandering later in life. Or perhaps they have some trauma that stops them from wanting to be in long-term relationships. Whatever it is, some people do have the tendency to run or hide from that intimacy. As far as getting restless uh, in relationships, I do think that if you're the type to self-sabotage your own relationships, I think you're doing this because it adds a bit of predictability. Obviously, if you self-sabotage your own relationship, then there's no uncertainty in what's going to happen. And this gives you a, an illusion of control over your pain, even though your actions and your goals are not aligned. It makes you feel a little bit more comfortable short-term, but in the long-term, you end up unhappy because you continue to self-sabotage. But that's getting a little bit off the topic, isn't it? But the best advice that I, think I can give you if you want to attract a specific person is develop that relationship naturally. Get close to them slowly at the pace that is natural. Obviously, don't force or be pushy. Be kind. Don't be weird. And most importantly, be yourself. When I say don't be weird, I mean don't be misogynistic or whatever the vice versa of that is. Uh, I don't mean don't be quirky because quirky can be cool sometimes. But most importantly, be yourself. Be you. And if that person wants you for you, then you're going to have a really nice relationship. But if you force it and they want you off somebody that you're being fake and they want you for this fake persona that you put on, then obviously you're going to have a false relationship. And when you start to descend back into your normal self, they're going to wonder why you changed. But that's going to take us to the weekly takeaway. This week's weekly takeaway is if you're single and want a relationship, ask yourself, are you creating the most attractive version of yourself to get that person that you want? Are you putting yourself in the best situation to get that person? Or are you not confident enough? Are you hanging back? Are you not pursuing the person you want because you're too scared of what might happen? I'd encourage you to take that chance. If you're in a relationship, do something special for the person that you're with this week. Something that'll strengthen your relationship. Valentine's Day is obviously next week. Do something sweet. Maybe get a small gift or go on a smoking hot date or even just a little back rub or back scratch. That'll make your person grateful to have you this week. That's going to do it for this episode. I thank you for listening. I've been Will. See you next time. If you like that episode, guess what? There's another episode right there. I hope you check it out. I'll see you over there.